It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 15th, 2021. My name is Phil Foster. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Phoenix Suns as they wrap up their road trip. Down more bodies, down to just eight healthy players, and it does not seem like this is going to change anytime soon. So the Magic are facing a very difficult and very different reality um, that simply will not be easy to deal with for a little while. We'll also finish up our conversation with Stuart Hodge that we started in our last two episodes of Locked on Magic from Thursday and Friday. So if you have not listened to those, go back into our archives and listen to our last two episodes. Before we get into that, though, I do want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast. I work with every download podcast for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Phoenix Suns after their big win over the Magic? Check out Locked On Suns. Want to look ahead to Wednesday's game against the New York Knicks? Check out Locked On Knicks. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On podcast where you can search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. You know, I'm kind of glad that I have a guest on today's show or wrapping up a visit from a guest on today's show because, frankly, there there wasn't much to learn from Sunday's game against the Phoenix Suns. There wasn't even a game that I bothered to watch again. Um, the plain fact of the matter is, this was a tired team. This was a beat-up team. This is a team that just didn't have the energy anymore. It was clear from the very beginning, and this is not to say that the Magic would have beat the Suns if they were at full strength, or, or, any, or if this were the beginning of the road trip, or anything like that. The fact of the matter is, the Magic, after a spirited effort Friday against Sacramento Kings, where they were focused and determined to win, especially after a loss to the Golden State Warriors on Thursday, the Magic showed that they can compete, that their effort can be rewarded, that they can put all the pieces together and win games against a Kings team that, you know, again, the Magic are about even with, I would say, as far as uh, talent level or, or expectations um, for the rest of the season. But everything has to fall perfectly into place. Magic have to get off to a good start. They have to shoot the ball well. They have to defend well. They, 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 the margin for error, already small for this team, was significant, is significantly smaller now. 
the team just keeps running into, uh, just, just keeps having to play perfect basketball if they want to win. That's, that's the bottom line here. That's the lesson from all of this. Everyone is asking for perfection, and, and, and the Magic just, it's tough to play perfect. And so the Magic started off Sunday's game 1 for 13. They missed 12 of their first 13 shots. And even though those were good shots, it was just clear that the Magic didn't have it in this game. The Magic never really found a solid offensive rhythm, not till really to the fourth quarter when the game was already decided and out of reach. Uh, and the Magic were just, just downright str- struggling. They didn't have an answer for Devin Booker, who scored 17 of his uh, 27 points in the first quarter, outscoring the Magic on his own. Sure, Orlando did find their footing, and, and they did kind of keep the game within reach, or relatively in reach. But this game was over very early. The Magic made no threat to the Phoenix Suns uh, throughout the course of the game. And the Suns just coasted to victory. This is, again, to say, though, that Orlando... It wasn't that Orlando wasn't playing hard, something that Steve Clifford has said um, throughout. That, you know, yes, the team has lost a lot of games, but it's not for lack of effort. It's not even always for lack of execution. I, I, I It just needs to be said again. The Magic had eight players dressed for Sunday's game. The minimum eight players. None of them out with COVID issues. None of them health and safety protocols. This is a team that has just been hit with a massive amount of injuries. And the moment they got Michael Carter-Williams back, who made such a huge difference in the win over the Sacramento Kings on Friday, they lost James Ennis to a strained groin, the same injury that they lost Frank Mason to. On, on Sunday, the Magic's rotation, the starting lineup was Michael Carter-Williams, Dwayne Bacon, Terrence Ross making his first start since November 2017, Gary Clark and Nikola Vucevic. The only players off the bench were Chuma Okiki, Ken Birch, and Mo Bamba. It's going to be hard to win games if that's your rotation. And for sure, to win games, you're going to need Nikola Vucevic to have otherworldly efforts, like the 42-point effort he had Friday, and Terrence Ross to have otherworldly efforts, and then probably one other guy to play out of his mind. This is the margin for error we're talking about for this team right now. So on top of that, you got to play good defense. And again, the Magic gave up 110 points per 100 possessions, 109 points in the game in the game for a 109-90 loss. I didn't think the Magic's defense was particularly bad, and, and Steve Clifford someone who is not a believer in moral victories, didn't seem too upset about things either. This is the reality for the Magic. They're playing hard. They're trying to do a lot of the right things as they try to play out of position and piece things together and play you know, 35 minutes per game at this point. Everyone's playing a ton. Mo Bamba played 23 minutes in Sunday's game. If that tells you how tired this team was and how exhausted this team was, they just... You know, they, they need everyone to give something. But it's just exceptionally difficult to do it all. It's exceptionally difficult 
to be everything at all times. This Magic team is just, they're beat. They're worn down. And again, maybe that doesn't completely excuse the loss because we're not in the business of moral victories, but it's, it's amazing the Magic have lasted this long. Again, there wasn't much to learn from this game. There wasn't much to learn from Sunday's game. The Magic lost 109-90. to is a routine blowout, a professional win, as I would describe it for the Suns. They took care of their business. The Magic didn't have it, and thus they had no chance. Nikola Vucevic, ever the workhorse, finally kind of broke down. Had a, had a really bad game, at least shooting-wise and, and scoring-wise. And now the Magic get a couple days to rest and recoup. Hopefully getting some players back. Hopefully, hopefully finding their footing again. With a couple home games on the way. But, yeah. This is, this is a tough road for the Magic right now. It's a tough, tough road indeed. We'll get back to our conversation with Stuart Hodge coming up here in just a minute. Hopefully finish that up today. But first, let me tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. And don't forget, NASCAR's back at Daytona this week, hitting up the road course after Sunday's exciting Daytona 500. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need. Every morning in under 20 minutes, subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Could be good for him and a bit like some of the minutes that Chumel Keke's getting, the minutes that Paul Anthony has been getting. I think all of these things could potentially have a positive net effect for the future of the franchise and for the future of the team. But that's what makes 
approaching this this trade deadline so so pivotal for me to be honest. Um, we know where the the head of the the sort of front office is at. I think we know where the head of the coaching staffs at. I think we've got a good gauge of where your heads are on it, and I sort of ventured my thoughts. So as I tend to do with these things. Um, let's just have a sort of more quick fire sort of questions to to end to end on. So first up, I'm going to ask, how many trades do you think the Magic will make prior to the deadline? I think they make one. Um, I think they'll probably package Evan Forney and Ken Birch together um, to see what they can get for for that. Um, that will again purpose that will free up some time for Mobamba a little bit, but um, I think that they make one trade at the deadline involving Evan Fournier. Um, I think they save the Aaron Gordon trade for the offseason. Okay, okay. Um, who what what kind of return do you think we'll get on that? I think that they'll get a. Um, I think it'll sort of be like the the trade that the Magic acquired uh, Evan Fournier for. Um, you know, if y'all remember, um, they traded Aaron Aflalo for Evan Fournier. So kind of a veteran mm-hmm. who's averaging around the same amount of points for a, a young player that showed some promise that was struggling to kind of crack the rotation. If they can, if they can get, uh, you know, maybe not a young player that, that that's like Fournier uh, was at that time, but a, a young player that's gone to outskirts of the rotation, but very clearly belongs plus, you know, a, a, a protected late first or a sec or a second. Um, I think that would be a really good job considering the, the circumstances for the Magic. Is there a chance that Nikola Vucevic leaves before the deadline? There's always a chance. Oh, sorry. Um, let, let me rephrase that then. Do you think Nikola Vucevic will be a big enough No, uh, I, 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 I might be on the minority of this. I think Nikola Vucevic is about is, is right behind Jonathan Isaac in being untouchable. Um, I think that the Magic next year... You know, they again they view the season as a detour, not a pits, not not a yeah, not yeah, a yeah. full stop. Um, and so I think that you know, knowing that they're gonna have a high draft pick, knowing that they're gonna have Jonathan Isaac back, you know, they'll probably have Marco Fultz back at some point next season, Cole Anthony's second year. Um, I think they view all of that, and then you bring Nikola Vucevic, you keep Nikola Vucevic there to give you some stability offensively. I think they believe that that will be a playoff team, and so I don't think that I think they'll be very hesitant to move Nikola Vucevic unless the return is too good to pass up. Will Cole Anthony make one of the old rookie teams? Yes, I think he will. I think he will definitely be on on at least the second team, a second team all rookie, first team potentially. Um, with the way Lamelo Ball is playing, yeah, and Tyrese and uh, and uh, Tyrese Halliburton in Sacramento, I, I think you know Lamelo Ball and Tyrese Halliburton are probably the top two guys for rookie of the year right now. Yep. Um, I I, I find I, I don't know if the all rookie team does it by positions, but there's there's very clearly two guards ahead of him. So yeah. I, I would say second team is most likely. Is there a danger that we don't ever see um, Markel Fultz and or Jonathan Isaac suit up and play to to their their best standard again? Do you think there's uh, any danger yeah. of, of like long-term injury that could potentially... I mean, AC, ACL injuries are, are, are always dangerous. I mean, anytime you have to miss this much time, there is there's always that risk. Um, but at the same time, ACL recoveries come so far. Um, it guys recover from this like very easily. Um, you know, you look at Chumo Kiki. Um, you know, Ch- mm-hmm. you know, Chumo Kiki missed an entire year recovering from a torn ACL. You can tell that he's still kind of getting his sea legs under him. It's this year. It, the the thing about ACL injuries is is they're severe injuries, not because the injury is bad. They're severe injuries because of the time it takes to recover from them. It's a full year 
you know, almost a full year. It's like nine to 12 months is, is generally the time. Um, it's generally nine to 12 months just to get back on the court playing again. And then I think, you know, generally from what I understand, it's then another full year to get back to full strength. So I, I, I have no, I have, I have no doubts that we will see Jonathan Isaac playing again and probably playing at a very high level. Um, I have no doubt that we will see Marco Fultz and probably see him back at the levels that he was at. It's just going to take, you know, next year is going to be a little bit of a wash too. Um, just waiting for those guys to, to get up to get up to full health. There's going to be some, there's going to be some rough nights. There's going to be some inconsistency as they, as they get to health. But you know, I, I think that's, that's the reality of it. Honestly, dude, every magic fans, Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Um, the, uh, just on the, on the folks thing, can he ever be a competent three point shooter or, or at least? Yeah, I graphic? think so. I actually think so. Um, and, and I think, I, I think a lot, I mean, I, I know I, I told everyone that the confidence issues weren't, weren't the thing with faults, but a lot of it's confidence. I mean, I, I think that he is feeling more confident and comfortable with the shot. And, you know, honestly, I think we saw this with Jonathan Isaac when he came off the knee injury at a certain point, all you can work on at, when you're rehabbing on a basketball court is set shots and form. Um, and so it would not surprise me if both Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz come back slightly better shooters than they were when they when they left. I know a lot of this will depend on record, but I want you to give me the answer for who you think the franchise will target and who you would target based on what you know up to this point. Who should the Magic be going for in the draft? Um, Cade Cunningham uh, from Oklahoma State is, is far and away the best prospect that I've seen so far. Um, and, and, and I'm back to this thing where every time I try to watch a college, uh, watch a, a game to specifically focus on a player, that player has the worst game of his season. Um, it <laughs> happened. It happened every time uh, during like the 2018 and the 2017 draft when I was doing my draft prep. But um, Kate, Kate Cunningham, I mean, I don't know if he'll be like a super duper star. I, I don't know if I'm on that train yet, but he is just so smooth. Uh, he 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 go, gets into a shot really smoothly off the dribble, especially for a guy of his size. He's like six five, six six. I think I've seen him listed as six eight, but I don't think that's that's his height. Um, he's a really like his passing is super smooth. I remember actually I watched his first game, uh, and I was just kind of watching out of the corner of my eye, and he made this one handed pass across the court to the corner. His teammate missed the three, but I, I I saw that pass. I was just like, whoa, like that that that's not a pass a freshman makes. Um, and so I'm. Uh, you know, I I, th- I I agree with the consensus right now that he is far and away the best prospect on the board right now. Um, I think he is a guy that can change the franchise a little bit. I, I don't think there's any runaway stars. Uh, I, get, I always say that at this point. It's it's still so early. But um, I, I think that Cade is a pretty safe bet to be a very good player in the league. Um, another uh, another couple guys ticked that I, I was also, I, just because he's, he's fresh in my mind, um, I watched a G League Ignite game from, Tuesday, from Wednesday. Um, you know, I think those G League Ignite guys um, are going to be really interesting to watch because they're playing against much better competition than any of the guys are in college. Um, Jonathan Kuminga looked really good. I yeah, know the Magic I like don't. Him. I don't think the Magic need another six eight power forward type player, um, but for a guy his size and, and his and and his role, really tight handle. You know, he you, you don't think he'll dribble as well as he does. He attacks the basket really well. He's got showed great athleticism. Had the big block at the end of the game. Um, really just super impressive opening, opening game from him. And, you know, even, uh, I think it's, I think his name is Jalen. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking. Green? I'm blanking on yeah. Jalen green. Um, I was really impressed with him too. Um, you know, I know he didn't have the greatest shooting night. Um, but like there, you could definitely tell there's something there. And, and so it'll be interesting to watch how those guys develop over the course of the G league season. 
Yeah, indeed. Final one, uh, Magic. How how bad we're going to be? <laughs> What's your where's the record going to end up? Look, um, this is the part of the season where the Magic were supposed to be banking wins. Um, you know, when the schedule came out, we all looked at it and said the Magic need to like be hovering above five hundred or around five hundred at the end of that East Coast road trip that ended uh, with that ended uh, the Minnesota road trip. I forget where it ended. Um, they needed to be around five hundred after that road trip. Um, and, and they were largely there, but we could see the, 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 the wheels falling off the ship a little bit. After that, we knew there'd be a lot of home games. Um, in the second quarter of the season, I believe it was something like uh, there's only six road games in, that, in the 18, so 12 of the 18 were on the road. And, and this road trip that the Magic are on now was the only time that they would play consecutive road games. So they, are, they were home for a lot of February. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this was the time that the Magic needed to get wins. They're not getting wins. Um, according to... Uh, the basketball reference is simple rating system. The Magic have the easiest schedule in the league to this I point. I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, we all knew we all knew that they would have to bank up all their wins in the first half of the season because the second half of the season is going to be very, very, very unfriendly to this team. I hate to tell everyone this. Um, it's it's. Pro- I mean, I think the Magic will play better, but I don't know if they're going to get many more wins. Um, if the Magic can somehow get to 20 wins, that, that might be a minor miracle. That is worrying, harrowing, and especially given sort of lottery luck. Not, not, not necessarily something we want yeah. to be hearing. But do yeah, you know what? I, maybe the wheel turns, mate. Maybe, maybe, this maybe is, it will. Maybe this it's, is the time. Because it feels like our luck's got a turn, man. Come on. Like, every uh, look, time all, they, all, they, all they need case. to like all they need to do is just is it's just be in the top four and, and then we'll we'll see what happens. But I mean, I tell everyone this, don't rely on the lottery. Right now the focus should be make the most out of the roster you have. The reality is this team is probably not gonna win a lot of games. That's just that's just the reality. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I'm not just saying that because it's coffee that I have to be. Um I actually believe it. I'm not one that gets into protein bars very much, but Built Bar is the perfect protein bar for the non-protein bar person. It tastes like a candy bar, which so many other protein bars say they will and do not. It is low calorie. Most bars under 150 calories. It is not a meal replacement bar for, you know, meatheads coming from the gym or people who work out a lot. It's just a little boost of energy, a little boost of protein to get you through your day or to supplement your diet. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever, coming in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, apple almond crisp, German chocolate, and a whole lot more. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy and great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Again, most under 150 calories. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Also, be sure to listen to Locked On NBA on Mondays. Josh Lloyd, the host of the wildly popular Locked On Fantasy Basketball, takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast today wherever you get podcasts. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Right, final thing, I suppose. Do you want to ask me anything before we go? Are you happy with um, I mean, I guess, I mean, for our, you know, give us the international perspective. I mean, obviously there have been losing seasons before, but what's, what's it been like trying to follow this team um, and, and trying to stay up on this team, you know, knowing, again, like what we just talked about, how uncertain everything is and, and how difficult the season's become? Well, I think basketball has become more popular than it ever has been in the United Kingdom. There's been a definite growth uh, since Sky Sports got the rights, not just evangelising them because I work for them occasionally, but since Sky Sports got the rights, the coverage in terms of the digital output has been has been a lot more in-depth. There's loads of great fan sites, fan blogs. Um, you're seeing so many more emerging, talented People that can analyze the game can, can break down offense and can break down plays and do that sort of thing. So I think there's more of a an understanding and and it's less sort of fan fandom fan culture. There does seem to be a real bedrock of analytical thought, sort of in terms of the way that people are consuming the sport as a whole over here. But I think you were meaning from a magic perspective, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. from a magic perspective, it's it's kind of hard. I mean, the, there is a community of magic fans over here. Uh, there's also, the, the, I mean, there is a real fervent appetite to, to stay up and to watch the games. But when we're getting blown out by sort of 20, 30 points heading into the fourth quarter, I didn't see the fourth quarter against the Bulls. So, like, because I, I, by that point I was ready. I was like, yeah, I've got some work to do tomorrow, whatever. Um, so I think part of the part part of the thing is it, it's, it's hard to keep that appetite when your team is losing. But where I think maybe it's a bit easier for myself is I try to, for the most part, whenever I can, maintain that idea that I'm a journalist first and a fan second. So I try to consume it with that head on. And it's the same reason that I, I try to keep abreast of everything else that's happening in the NBA. Another thing that's happened that's that's made for quite an interesting change in the way that stuff is consumed over here is I think ESPN putting a lot of their top writers behind a paywall has also had an impact because now you're looking for new means of trying to keep on top of your favourite teams and and consume that 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 content, you know. Um, but I think. Yeah, for being a Magic fan is hard this year. I don't think it feels like the sort of the Rob the Rob Hennigan era felt rudderless. I don't think Magic fans have got that same sense of sort of where the hell is this going? You know, like um, that this franchise has has no idea what it's doing. Um, like as you see, laughing stock of the league quite often, and it doesn't it doesn't feel like that. It feels like everything is conspiring against us that can be conspiring against us, and the only thing that's really frustrating about it is, as you say, it still feels like the best part of this team's future is a couple of years at least away, and it's been like that for so long now that it's kind of hard 
to maintain the enthusiasm from a magic perspective. But from a more holistic league perspective, I think that this sport is growing arms and legs internationally, as we can see, obviously, with the kind of players coming through, but not just in terms of the players coming into the league, in terms of audience. That's something that David Stern and then Adam Silver after him, they've been brilliant at. They have managed to make the international audience of this league exponentially increase and the appetite for it exponentially increase. An example of this would be, uh, I was recently talking to someone that worked at Sky who said um, she went into a school and she works she works in football or soccer you guys call it still football um <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not arguing that no 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 i by the way orlando city it's been great to see um it's been great to see the sort of strides that they've been making um as a franchise in the mls but that aside she was asking the kids um who are of high school age sort of young high school age what sky sports content they consumed and what they said is we put up the, so like if I'm doing a shift there, we, we obviously get the stuff up. It's the middle of the night that the games go on. So we get it up for the morning. And what the kids do is they'll watch the top plays in the NBA on their phones on the way into school or whatever. Like, so rather than watching football, rather than watching that, they're watching the NBA top plays. So if you've got a, an audience of young teenagers now who are playing the game a lot more, it's the biggest grown participatory sport in this country. And who are also consuming the sport as a whole on their phones and on their tablets and on their devices as, as a matter of course, that's what they do before they go to school every day. I think that bodes so healthily for the future of the sport in this country. And that's something that it gives me a bit of satisfaction. And I know that there's a few other NBA journalists like myself in this country that feel the same way that we feel that we're kind of at the forefront of a wave that's coming. And that's something that gives us a bit of pride, to be honest. Um, so that's that's the positive I cling to as I watch um, the the sort of torturous performances by the Magic night in, night out. Yeah, no, that's 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 awesome to hear that that basketball is growing as much as it has. I know, I know, part of the the Olympics in London, they were trying to the NBA was trying to make a big push to 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 get basket to, to get you know kind of plant basketball a little bit deeper and yep. you know there's been a few there haven't been a lot of English players you know John Amici of the on the Magic for a while mm-hmm. um is probably the most notable like English born player you know Luol Deng certainly from you know would you know claims you know resident you yeah, know, yeah, claims, yeah 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 you know, played in for the same boat. played for the UK yeah but you know but they're obviously you know kind of you know look ref, you know their their families were, were refugees if I'm not mistaken as well but. Um, you know, it, it'll be very interesting to see, you know, if we, if we get like a, a big UK born player here in the next couple couple years, if, if, if gra- the grassroots levels are growing that much. Fingers crossed, my friend. That's what I'm hoping anyway, especially if we yeah. could get a Scottish one. That's what we yeah, want. Yeah. There has been one Scotsman in the NBA, so maybe we could put this as a teaser. Don't know if you can get it. Can you name the one oh, Scotsman to play in the NBA? I'm trying to think. He passed away recently, actually. Oh, no. I am blanking on it. I don't think I. I don't think I can say it off the top of my head. Uh, do you want me to give you it as an answer that you can give for your next locked on magic, or do you want me to give you it now? No, let's let's. I, I I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna withhold that 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 information from from the listeners. Right. The correct answer was Robert Archibald. Do you remember him? Oh, I remember Robert Archibald. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he played for the Magic actually. He did. Um, yeah, for a very very short period of yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Not not for um, <laughs> Yeah, he was traded to the Magic, um, and then a week later he was traded away. So I say he played for the Magic. Um, he he was part of the franchise. I'm not sure if he actually played a game. I don't think he did. 
Um, He's on yeah. NBA Live. He was on their NBA Live team. That's 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 what really matters. Well, that is what matters, my friend. It has been a pleasure and a joy to catch up with you once again. I do always enjoy these conversations with you, and um, I hope the listeners get something out of it. When we obviously you like to say that we turn the tables on you. I hope you felt that I did that tonight without being. Too I, I, I am. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to be out of the hot seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely good to have some of these some of these points brought up. Excellent. Thank you very much for having us on, man. And next time we feel that there's some some good meat to be got through, which could be after this trade deadline, by the way, if it's exciting and, and something does happen, I definitely think we should go chew through a big move if there is one. Um, but I hope you're proved right. I hope we do something. I'm sick of just sort of sitting on these chips, man. Let's let's make a move. Yep. Well, we'll, we'll we're, we're just we're just a month away at this. We're almost a month away from at this point. So time is ticking. We'll see. What, we'll see what happens here. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, Stuart. Um, you know, I'll uh, if if you, I probably split this into two parts. So if you missed the first part, you can go back into our archives, and listen to it there. Um, you can of course follow Stuart Hodge at Haji the Hack. Yes. G e y t h e h a c k. And check out his great work there. Uh, as as he as he said earlier, writes for numerous outlets there in the UK, helping grow the game of basketball. I want to thank Stuart again for coming on the show. Until next time, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you again for another episode of Locked On Now. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.